We come into the world and we are given the most powerful tool, but we aren't handed a user manual for it. I am talking about our mind. This is Emily from EssentiallyM.com. I am a manifestation and mindset coach for driven women like you who are seeking more clarity, more courage, and more ease around your goals. And when it comes to creating a reality full of abundance, high vibes, and living in alignment with what makes you come alive. If you are ready to create a life that you are absolutely in love with and live in a reality that is better than your dreams, then stick with me and consider this your weekly dose of free coaching. Welcome to the Miracle Mindset. This episode is sponsored by my Magnetic AF Hypnosis and Meditation Bundle. I created this bundle to be a three-part bundle which has a forgiveness meditation, a gratitude meditation, and then a future self-hypnosis, which is really cool. All three of them are really cool experience where you get to cleanse yourself, become a clear slate, forgive what you need to forgive, release what's no longer serving you, and then tap into gratitude and be in the right vibration for attracting money, opportunities, and miracles. And then you move into meeting your future self where you can actually meet with the future version of yourself during this hypnosis. Ask any questions you need to ask, and then you get to embody and become that future version of yourself. Since I started using these on myself, my manifestations have been happening so much more quickly and things are just manifesting really rapidly. So it's a great way to supercharge, um, hence the name Magnetic AF. You will become a super magnet to your desires. And right now you can get it in a bundle, three for $33. I cannot guarantee that that price is going to stay like that forever. They normally sell for $14 a piece. So quite a bit of savings there. Head on over to essentiallym.com slash shop and check that out. So essentiallymm slash shop. Now let's dive into our episode. Hey, happy Wednesday, everybody, or whatever day you're listening on. I hope you're having a happy day. We have a really special guest on today's episode. Her name is Kayla Shabert. She's recently married, so that's her new name, her new um, last name, I should say. And she is my friend who I met through the online Beals Syndrome community. So she's a fellow Beals Syndrome warrior, scoliosis warrior, all-around amazing person, and I cannot wait for you to hear our conversation around what it's like to have Beale's syndrome, what it's like growing up being different, having physical challenges and differences, and how she's overcome all of that. So without further ado, let's just dive right into the episode. Okay, welcome, Kayla. Thank you so much for joining us. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. Of course. I am so excited and honored uh, to have you here on the podcast for an interview, but also like just for the sake of having a conversation with someone else who understands my exact struggles, Um, because you and I both have Beals syndrome, which is a rare connective tissue disorder that causes underdeveloped um, muscle and bone mass, of course. I'm telling this for the audience, not for you, obviously, you know, (laughs) Um, underdeveloped bone and muscle mass, tight joints and tendons, and long and lean limbs, and sometimes includes complications such as clubbed feet and scoliosis. And my listeners have heard my story. And if you're listening and you haven't yet, it's one of my very first episodes. It's called My Story and My Why. But Kayla, I thought that we could start with um, you maybe sharing a bit about yourself and your experience 
and your journey with Beal syndrome, like when were you diagnosed and did you also get the clubbed feet or the scoliosis? Yeah, so a um, little bit about myself. Um, I am a kid of three to my family. Um, and we have grown up our entire lives in Minnesota. Um, mm-hmm. Now I'm residing in southern Minnesota. And it's, I mean, it's a beautiful place. But <laughs> don't get me wrong, the winters are harsh. <laughs> <laughs> which I'm sure you know being in Canada. Yeah. Um but yeah, so I guess as far as the Beale syndrome goes, um, my mom also has it. And so right. it was given genetically. And then um, I think I was diagnosed right away at birth. I think mm-hmm. it was um, because, you know, she was already a carrier. They pretty much knew that um, <coughs> throughout the ultrasounds and anything else like that, that I was going to have Beals as well. So I it was kind of nice knowing right off the bat, probably from my parents, from their perspective, just already knowing, yeah. that, okay, here's kind of what we need to do. And also at that time, that's when they were really happy to go ahead and start, you know, finding a specialist here in the Twin Cities to find, to help me. Yeah. So you do have a specialist there? Um, I do. So, um... I went to Gillette, excuse me, <laughs> Gillette Children's mm-hmm. Hospital, um, and that's actually located in St. Paul here in Minnesota, and um, I don't think he was a aware of Beals before me. Oh, okay. Um, he is more so of a bone doctor, and um, he actually helped me with my scoliosis, and okay. so um, I actually didn't have clubbed feet, but I did have scoliosis and then um scoliosis surgery when I was five so just five oh wow and so it was um (coughs) I'm so sorry I'm just getting over being sick oh that's okay (laughs) but yeah so it was I had surgery when I was about five and a half and then um I didn't have you know clubbed feet or anything but um they when I was that young, that was kind of one of the worrying things as well was like, okay, we're going to have to really consider how her growth is going to be from here on out. Mm-hmm. Because like now, you know, as a 25 year old body, somebody with a 25 year old body, it's, um, I have a five year old spine as well. So oh, very gotcha. short spine, but I've had to grow around that and now have, have an adult body. So Oh, gotcha. So it's a little bit different than my journey because my scoliosis surgery was when I was 14. Mm-hmm. Um, and they thought, okay, she's pretty much done growing. But like, if we don't operate ASAP, her spine is going to crush her lungs. Oh, no. So it was like, uh, okay, she's 14. Let's go right now. Because the, the, you know, I had to grow up with it progressively getting worse. And the curve was so extreme. You could see it through my clothes and everything. And I was like really hunched over. Yeah. Um, but then, of course, after they operated and um, fused it and it became straight, it was like I grew a few inches overnight, basically, over the surgery. Oh, my gosh. And so it was really hilarious. After I came out of surgery, I basically had to learn how to walk again because I felt like I was on stilts or something. I felt like way too tall for my life. <laughs> so it's like kind of the opposite of your journey. 
Oh my goodness. I <laughs> I do kind of wonder what it would have been like if we had waited. Um, you know, rather than getting at such a young age, because I know they have different types of surgeries that go along with scoliosis, especially for, you know, being a young kid versus like an adult. But um, I essentially, my spine was in the shape of an S. So they went ahead and put in two metal rods and pretty mm. much my entire back is fused. Um, wow. And so it was a huge surgery being at five years old and, yeah. you know, bless all the nurses' hearts because I remember... I remember laying in my hospital bed saying, I hate you to all the nurses because <laughs> it was so excruciating. But, yeah. you know, looking back, it is, I'm very grateful that, you know, I don't have a whole lot of pain yeah. um, associated with just the rods themselves. But um, now it's, you know, just, it's a thing of the past and I do still have a lot of curve to my back and um, my shoulder blades are kind of pushed out as well, I guess you could say, but it's to the point where I don't really notice it that much anymore. So yeah. Yeah. I don't look at myself in the back too often though either. So yeah. (laughs) Well, you look great. And I mean, I was like stalking your wedding photos. You look so beautiful. (laughs) So happy. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Actually when I was, looking at wedding dresses that was one of the things I'm like I need to have the back covered so yeah my scar yeah but did you see um what was it princess oh gosh is it Eugene or like Eugenie or something Eugene that just got married yeah and she showed she purposely got a dress design that would show her scoliosis scars Oh, I love that. Yeah, I thought that was so cute. I shared the post when it came out. Uh, but yeah, my, my dress is actually going to hide my scars too. <laughs> I tried. I we all have our um, we all have our things that we're self-conscious about. But that was what yeah. I'm like, I don't want people who don't know I have that scar to be like, whoa, she has that scar in the middle of my ceremony. So yeah, yeah, I didn't like I don't, I never try to hide my scars because like, I'm I don't think they're anything to be ashamed of, but I didn't want mm-hmm. my dress to be like here, look at my scar and like highlight it with an open back dress. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. So what was it like? Like, how did it affect you growing up and just being like different from the other kids? You know, I think it is like true and true. Like growing up with Beals, I did feel different in a sense that nobody could really relate to me Mm -hmm. Um, it was especially hard in elementary school because I was you know called an alien because my fingers are deformed and um me too I know that's why I'm like you know looking back I'm like man kids are just so mean so mean they at that age they don't understand that Mm-hmm. We are all are different and being different is good. So, mm-hmm. but I think, you know, as I grew up throughout the years, I was like, I kind of more and more accepted it. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> I started to learn that I shouldn't tolerate that because uh, nobody should have to be treated that way. And so then I just kind of was fed up with it. And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to start either educating people about this or I'm going yes. to 
<laughs> need to figure out some other situation that we can all become happy. Ah, uh, yeah, I love that. <laughs> I love that you became brave enough to educate people. And I remember seeing your video on YouTube. I think you okay. said you did it as a college project. Yeah, so that was actually um, the one I have uploaded to YouTube was made for a college project. Um, but okay. I think I think I want to say it was in ninth grade that I first gave a presentation like to my class. Oh, um, wow. Because um, it was one of my favorite classes throughout our entire high school, but it was a child development class. And, oh. um, so we had gone into, okay, what are some birth defects or genetic mutations and other things like that? And I'm like, I can present on my own. <laughs> like, and yes. so that kind of gave me a little bit of a leeway to be like, okay, everyone, here's what I have. I'm not that different. It's just my genes. So. Oh my gosh. That's amazing. I just want to stop and give you so much credit for that because I got to say, when I was in grade nine, I would not have had the guts to, like, if the topic was, you know, um, birth defects or genetic conditions or anything like that, I would have been, like, so uncomfortable just that that was even the topic. Yeah. I would have, like, hid and ran out of the class and be like, oh, no one, please don't ask me what <laughs> I have. <laughs> like, all through my whole high school career, like, nobody except for my closest, closest friends knew what I had or why yeah, I was so yeah. skinny or um anything like I was so so scared to just educate people on it and now I guess that's why I'm why I'm doing it now and why I'm hoping like I just had a nephew um I have a nephew he's three years old and he has bills and I don't want yeah so that's one of my big um motivations to to keep educating people on it and to do podcasts like this and share my story and share other Beals stories it's because I want him to grow up in a world where people can just understand what Beals is and um, he won't have to feel like he even has to explain himself. Right. And I think that's a huge part of it too, is, you know, I would love to see a world where we don't all have to explain every single thing. Yeah. Um, where it can just be more, you know, people being open-minded and more accepting. And I mean, that's the ideal world, but yeah, I think, you know, just being brave enough to accept who you are and to love yourself, too, is, like, such a huge thing that parents should be instilling in their kids. Yes. Because they're going to, like, go through life and be like, I I can rock whatever I want. Like. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So. I think that's so true. It's so, um, it's so important, too, because the kids who do love and accept themselves, they're not going to feel the need to make those mean comments towards someone else. Like, if someone makes a mean comment towards you, it's because they have their own insecurities. Insecurities, right. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I love that. Um, so what do you wish people would understand about Beale syndrome? Um, I guess what I would understand, especially since I'm kind of moving more into like an educational role mm -hmm. of, um, you know, sharing what Beals is and kind of being an advocate is it really isn't that different from mm -hmm. everybody else. Um, it's more so just a genetic mutation that, you know, if you have the disease, then you are more likely to carry the genes, but it's not 
something to fret on. You know, it's not going to affect our um, lifespan or anything like that. It's like, I've always said that, and you know, it took me a long time to get to this point, but like God literally made me who I am. Yeah. And like, you know, that's pretty special that we can go through it and be okay. God made me myself like for a reason. And so I think, you know, especially for anybody that has BLs or a parent, you know, to a child that has BLs or, you know, like even for your nephew, I think what you were saying to just go through life, and be accepting of yourself and others. And mm-hmm. that's, it's huge because I, the sooner you realize that, I I really wish I would have learned that sooner rather than yes. you know, going through middle school and being like, oh my gosh, nobody likes me. Or, you know, just being afraid to have friends and kind of reach out that way. But yeah, I think that's a that's a common middle school thing, too, though, not just for us with Beals. Yeah, I think. it's Yeah, that's middle school phase for everyone. (laughs) Yeah, I think so. Especially girls. We're just like so afraid of judgment and what people think and how we all look. And it's just like. Mm-hmm. it's a it's a special time in life <laughs> that can <laughs> that can build a lot of character and uh yeah but I think with us advocating and the more and more people who stand up and say you know it's actually good to be different everyone is different anyways that's how nature is and that's what right. makes us special and you you know you just have to own it embrace it and um I think that will create a better experience for kids yeah, and you know, it's especially growing up, it's you go through all these different phases in life and you know, have that self-exploration. So yeah. I'm not going to come right away, but it's yep. You know, you're going to find people that are going to be with you throughout your life and be your supporters and mm-hmm. I have some of the best of friends that and even my sister for instance um you know, I have a cousin and a sister that whenever we're out shopping, they would always like notice people staring at me or whenever we're walking around at the mall or, you know, Target or whatever else. And people are always staring and they would always just be like, stop that, like, or give them a glare. <laughs> yeah. <because laughs> they know how, like, how wrong that is. Yeah. Which is, you know, I've, I've just found that like having a huge support system is one of the best things for anybody that has a difference yeah so 100 percent. I I don't think I would have survived like especially high school without my closest friends and my family oh yeah yeah um so yeah like I said I know you have a YouTube video published uh sharing your story and it beautifully raises awareness for Beals um you are the one of the only people I could find actually speaking out online about it. And even our even our Beale Syndrome Facebook group is really small considering it's global. Like there's only like 300 members and we have members in Australia. We have members in, you know, all over the States, all over Canada. And yet it's such a small group because that's how rare Beals is. Um, yeah. <laughs> it's pretty crazy. So I'm so happy to like meet another person with Beals. 
Um, and my question is, do you plan to keep advocating? I mean, it sounds like you are, but do you plan to keep on advocating for Beale syndrome and spreading awareness? Yeah, I definitely Sorry. want to. Um, you know, the community that we have on Facebook, I after I posted that video to YouTube, um, which was uploaded in my junior year of college, I want to say, mm -hmm. so four years ago now. Um, but yeah, when that was uploaded, all of a sudden somebody must have done some research and found it on YouTube mm -hmm. because from that community, because all of a sudden I started getting friend requests left and right from random people, <laughs> um, all across, you know, the United States and Europe. And I'm like, oh my gosh, who are all these people? <laughs> and, you know, I'm not, I wasn't correlating the video and Facebook you know, yeah. being hand in hand, but um, all of a sudden somebody in that group said, hey all, I found this video um, of this girl telling her Beale's story. And, you know, I was so humbled. I'm like, oh my gosh, you guys recognize that? Like, <laughs> yeah, I, so I can't cool. believe it. But since then it has brought a lot of um, great friendships and, you know, I'm staying connected with a lot of people. From there, I mean, I know there's people in Michigan and Texas and um, mm -hmm. all the way over in Vietnam. So it's it's crazy to, you know, kind of build this community and having all these people advocating for Beals as well is such, you know, it's such an inspiration to be like, oh, my gosh, all these people are, you know, either worried about their kids or, you know, having their own stories to tell and kind of being able to relate to all these different things is awesome because it just it kind of gives me hope that like okay good I'm you know on the right path and we're all kind of striving to understand that life with Beals is pretty normal and yeah. it's really special so ah yeah I love that um <clears throat> I was going to say something about the Facebook group and I completely oh. <laughs> forgot. <laughs> oh, I know what I was going to say. the Facebook group. I joined, so I joined, I actually was searching hashtag Beals Syndrome on <laughs> Instagram. Um, by the way, most of the posts are mine and there's only like a hundred posts with the hashtag and most of them are me. <laughs> But I found this woman named Karen. She's the author of that um Oh, gosh. Ariana's Magic Boots. Okay. Um, yep. Because she has clubbed feet, and I believe her daughter does as well, and she has Beale syndrome. I ended up commenting on her photo or messaging her, and she told me about the group. And so that's how I found the group. And I was like, it was so exciting when I found it. Oh, my gosh. Just looking at everybody's pictures and being like, oh, my gosh, these kids look like I did. Like, this person <laughs> looked like me. That's my hands. That's my toes. Like, I know. It's so cool which actually between like looking at your photos and then like comparing it to myself I see so many similarities in between you and me that it's crazy yeah <laughs> like even I know hearing it your voice I'm like oh my gosh that sounds like me a little bit <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah totally um yeah I was looking at some of your wedding photos and um one there was one of them where I just like I had to send it to my mom and I'm like does this not look like you and Brittany my sister <laughs> my sister my older sister has Bill syndrome as well but um a little bit less severe than mine 
Mm-hmm. And so her legs aren't um, quite as thin. Like mine are super thin. They're like rods basically. But hers are a little bit more average, I guess. But they still have that like distinct beel shape. Yeah. And so the picture of like you putting on your wedding shoe, it just looked like my sister's leg. And your mom's hands <laughs> reaching down looked like my mom's. And my mom has it as well. Looked like my mom's hands. <laughs> And my mom was like, oh my gosh, it does. <laughs> so funny. That is so funny. <laughs> I yeah, know. Mom. It's, which, I mean, before, you know, joining the Facebook group or anything, I had only known about my mom and myself. Yeah. And so, I mean, it really isn't something that is talked about. And I don't know if there's really a stigma behind it, but it's just, it's not really well known. I think it's just not well known. Yeah, it's so rare. And I remember like spending my whole life, like my whole childhood, just like if I saw somebody who was skinny, I would like stare at them really hard and be like, do they have bills? <laughs> Are they skinny enough to have bills? Nope. Dang it. They don't have bills. <laughs> like trying to see if I could find someone who understood my exact struggle. Um, and I never could besides my sister and my mom. And theirs mm-hmm. is more mild than mine. Which, but, yeah, that's. That's actually one of the cool tidbits that I found out when I was doing the research for my project back when I was in college um, is it pretty much affects. So if a mother is pregnant, that is a carrier of the gene, they have a 50% chance of passing that gene down to that child. Yeah. I I mean, that's kind of substantial. Mm hmm. I've heard that too, and I also heard recently that it could it um, the symptoms or the strength of the Beals, I guess, can get more severe with each generation. But I don't know if that's true or not. Oh wow! Yeah, I, I don't know. I guess that is kind of true in the case between my mom then passed down to me. Me too. Um, my mom also has scoliosis with her Beals, mm-hmm. and then. Um, she does have, you know, I mean, same kind of goes for me where I'm not able to fully straighten my arms all the way because my elbows are contracted just a little bit. Um, and she is the same way as well. So. Hmm. Yeah. Funny. My mom didn't even know that she had Beale syndrome. (laughs) It was, it was only me who was, so it's not like she was expecting it as she was pregnant. Um, and I don't even think they uh, they might have diagnosed my sister, but for sure when I was born, um, they recognized what it was. The doctor that diagnosed me was familiar with it, but I'm like one of his only, obviously, patients that have it. Mm-hmm. Um, but he happened to work with a doctor who studied it, so he knew it well. And um, Or maybe he studied it through me, I don't know. Um, <laughs> but he... he um, yeah, only recently, my when after my nephew was born, my mom actually went and got the proper testing done, and she's like, "Oh, I guess I have bills too." And we're like, "Uh, yeah, like, like, hello." <laughs> she's like, "Well, I didn't know. Nobody ever, nobody ever called it that. Like, nobody ever diagnosed me or whatever." Right. It's probably just something that they grow up with, and yeah, and yeah, hers is like, um, you know, like she has the contracted elbows and fingers and stuff, but it's pretty mild compared to mine and she didn't get scoliosis or clubbed feet okay but yeah (laughs) it's funny 
Um, so yeah, so you recently got married. Huge congratulations again. Oh, thanks. <laughs> uh, you look so happy. And I'm just wondering how you found that dating was like growing up or being in your teens or early adult years um, with Beale syndrome, because I know personally I had to kiss a few frogs, aka date a few jerks before I found mm-hmm. my love, um, just like anyone else does. But I found especially with Beale syndrome, it took some time to find someone who loves me because of my differences and not in spite of them. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, So, I mean, obviously growing up throughout middle school and high school, you go around the halls and you kind of develop crushes on people. And (laughs) um, so, I mean, I always kind of had interests in dating pretty much from like middle school on. Yeah. Um, But I didn't have my first boyfriend until um, my senior year of high school. Um, I had worked at an amusement park here in um, the Twin Cities and um, met him there. But I did find that that was the first person that like ever took an interest to me. Mm -hmm. And so that was a totally new territory. I'm like, whoa, I can, you know, I can get a guy sort of thing. (laughs) Um, So not to sell myself short, I just, um, yeah, I was really surprised that, um, that happened and you know because I've always looked towards my parents relationship um they are now going on 30 years of marriage and my dad is like he's such a saint he loves my mom more than like anything and so it's been an amazing ride to like watch them and kind of use that as like a role model and be like I have to find a guy that will love me like that and so obviously going throughout the years of college and you know I was looking for nothing less and so um, what I ended up doing was I think it was my sophomore year of college I ended up um, you know I really wasn't getting a whole lot of um, interest I guess you could say from people and not being asked out or anything just from meeting people Mm one-on-one and so I was like, okay, well, everybody's getting a Tinder, so I should probably get that. <laughs> and, um, I ended up realizing that, you know, once I started meeting people through there, just kind of talking beforehand and not having that first interaction, which is bad to say I had a virtual impression with people before, um, yeah. you know, before the actual mean in person but I think overall that really did kind of build my confidence and like make me be like okay I can you know I can really like a person like this or really like this quality in a person and kind of explore that part of relationships Mm -hmm. um but yeah so I ended up having I want to say four or five boyfriends throughout college before I met Paul um okay and so like you said had to Kiss a few frogs. And, a couple frogs, uh, yep. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, I'm really glad that, you know, I had that experience of, like, okay, yep, I know what I want in a person, and I know what I don't want in a person, mm-hmm. um, because that really kind of was preparing me for now my relationship with Paul, um, yeah. and so I think, you know, looking back, I'm like, dang it, Paul, why didn't you just show up sooner, and, like... <laughs> 
I really could have used you before all that turmoil, but all right. (laughs) Yes, but like you said, it all happens for a reason, right? You learn what you don't want. You grow as a person. You learn the treatment you are or are not willing to accept. Right. Um, And so. Yeah. But yeah, I ended up, I did meet Paul online as well. Um, And when I was talking to people online, including with Paul, I, you know, wouldn't come out with it right away and say, hey, you know what? I have feels. This is awesome. Yeah. (laughs) So of, you know what? We'll leave that for the. Yeah. Next couple of days. Like, yeah. See if I can like trust you first and <laughs> exactly um, be vulnerable with you. Yeah. I don't think we should be um, like Brene Brown says. I don't know if you uh, I'm obsessed follow. with her. Yay. Okay. <laughs> We're totally soul sisters. <laughs> so, like Brene Brown says, you know, you share your story with the people who have earned the right to hear it. Mm-hmm. And so that's, yeah, that's how I approached kind of telling people about my Beale syndrome too, was like, um, you know, first just get to know me because I'm not my syndrome, right? I'm just me. Yeah. And then I don't identify once, by Beals. It's Yeah. Yeah. And then once there's that trust there, you know, I can tell you like my crazy life story. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because exactly. it's a lot. <laughs> exactly. And I think, you know, Paul and I ended up talking for, I want to say it was two and a half weeks before we ended up dating or actually going on our first official date. Mm -hmm. And so we did have plenty of time to build that trust. And I did kind of let him know, hey, just to let you know, I can't, you know, lay my hand flat on a table. My fingers are slightly curved, but, you know, I can still hold your hand and I can still, uh, (laughs) you know, I can still smack you if you get out of line. (laughs) But so... He was totally fine with it, which is, you know, a huge thing because yeah, I don't want somebody to go into dating me and be like, oh, well, that's a downer. Like, yeah, yeah, I definitely had guys who um, like they still liked me or said they loved me or whatever. But it was like in spite of my differences, like they kind of encouraged me to hide um, my really skinny legs or like, mm-hmm hide those things and that just made me feel not great obviously right (laughs) and then and then when I met um Derek who's now my fiance it was like that's what attracted him most to me and like even when even to this day when I say like oh my gosh look at that picture like it's or look how my hands look you can so see my bills in that picture (laughs) or like and he'll just be like how can you not like your hands like they're just your hands Aww. And he'll be like, oh, like, look at your little Emmy hands. <laughs> he just like loves them <laughs> because it, it's just part of me. So exactly. It's it's who you are. And that's what makes you you. So it's. Yeah. I love that we both found our prince after all oh, the frogs. A hundred percent. And, you know, now that now that we're married for like three weeks, um, <laughs> it's. You know, even leading all the way up to the wedding, I'm like, holy crap, I found, like, my person. I found, you know, the one that really is accepting everything of me. And, I mean, so we've dated for four years before we got married. And he, I feel like from day one, hasn't cared at all. Yeah. Like, it's, it's 
second nature to him. He's like, it's whatever. Like, yeah. he has differences, too, and he's fine with it. So mm-hmm. it's it's been amazing to, like, have somebody who will just, you know, be my backbone, essentially, when I'm, like, beating myself up. And I'm like, oh, like you said, like, when I was looking at our wedding pictures, I was like, oh, I don't like that one because my arm is all, like, crooked or, like, you know, yeah. just... And then he's like, no, stop. Like, <laughs> so it's it is so adorable. Uh, I just I love him so much. It's crazy to think that yeah. I was like, yep, I, I got my person. It's that's amazing. Yeah. Oh, so I hope this brings comfort to um, anyone listening who has a, a daughter with Beals or a child with Beals or anyone, you know, even like anyone with Beals who thinks like, well, is there somebody? Cause I remember thinking when I was younger, like, am I going to find somebody who's going to mm-hmm. accept me? Like, am I going to find someone who loves all of me or am I going to magically change? Like, is my body magically going <laughs> to put on the weight when I get older or whatever? Yeah. <laughs> um, that didn't happen, <laughs> but yeah. Um, so I'm wondering if you could say something to like a younger, like, if you could write a letter to younger Kayla, what would you tell yourself? I, well, especially with the dating aspect, because there was so many times where I'm like, I, you know, I'm never going to be with somebody. I'm never going to find that person that's going to complete me or, you know, accept me for the way I am. Um, mm-hmm. And so that was just a huge thing that I was so discouraged so many times and, um, especially in high school, I really beat myself up, myself up mm-hmm. for, you know, not being able to get a boyfriend or not ever having a date to any of the dances or prom or, you know, there's all these things going on that I really wish I would have been a lot easier on myself. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, being a natural born perfectionist that I am, I, um, <laughs> I strive to be perfect, even though there's nothing in the world that is perfect other nope. than like strawberry cheesecake. But um, <laughs> so, other than strawberry cheesecake, but other than that, um, no, I, <laughs> I just really wish that, like, you know, we've we've all got to be easy on ourselves and not, yeah, because it's just it's gonna drive us into the ground. It's not. So you would say, girl, stop girl. being so hard on yourself. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Nobody's perfect. And, well, everybody's perfect at the same time. Yeah. Perfectly imperfect is one of, like, my favorite sayings. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so true. And what would you say, I mean, this might be just repetitive, but what would you say to anyone listening who has Beale syndrome or has a child with Beale syndrome? Um, so going back to what I've said before, especially um, a lot of the network that I'm friends with on Facebook, they are parents or mothers of kids yeah. with Beals. Um, you know, I'm really, really pushing the fact that it's really important to teach them love and compassion towards others because that is truly what they want to receive back. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, that's good. And, you know, it's really important to 
have that self-love as well because I really wish I would have loved myself more when I was mm-hmm. younger. And so, um, yeah, I think, you know, everyone raises their kids a different way, but it's, that's like the big thing is just to be like, okay, I accept who I am and I love who I am. So, yeah. I love that you said, you know, you give more of what you want to receive. So just be mm-hmm. more kind and understanding and accepting of everyone. Yeah. And um, I would add to that, like, also, you know, be open with people and don't be afraid to put yourself out there and be yourself because if people are going to be jerks, they're going to be jerks <laughs> no matter what. Um, oh, but you 100%. will find <laughs> you'll find so much more connection and love and friendship when you're actually kind of um, vulnerable. Like, not that I would want my little kid to be vulnerable per se, but um, when you're yourself, you let yourself shine and then people are drawn to that. Yeah. And, you know, kind of speaking to that as well is after I did give my presentation in ninth grade about mm. feels. I was so relieved. Yeah. I I had so many people come up to me and they were like, Kayla, oh my gosh, I'm, you know, I'm so happy you shared that with us. And they were so happy that, you know, I rumbled through that moment of vulnerability (laughs) a little bit. Yes. Uh, So it was just, it was so opening. And I mean, I'm obviously a very outgoing and long-winded person, but it's... (laughs) (laughs) summarize definitely you know be open about who you are so yes oh I love that I freaking love that (laughs) you did that in grade nine I'm so impressed I know like what was I thinking literally did not (laughs) I literally did not like come out about it until my this year actually really like honestly oh yeah. yeah and I'm 28 so I'm 27 so good for you (laughs) um so what are some kind of fun perks of having Beale syndrome in your opinion I know like um my fiance or sometimes he enjoys it and I enjoy that my arms are so long because I can reach things that like normal (laughs) people wouldn't be able to reach (laughs) oh my gosh that's awesome (laughs) I definitely well I do think that that is good to an extent, but, you know, being so short, I'm only four foot ten, so. Right. <laughs> so like, if I was a normal height, those long arms would come in great. Yeah. yeah. But, um, no, so I think this is a very common thing among Beals, but I do have very long and skinny feet. Um, mm. And so my mom and I have always joked that, oh, we have our own pair of skis. And so <laughs> we grew up very close to a um, a ski hill called Buck Hill in <laughs> mm-hmm. Minnesota. And um, we're like, oh, we don't even need to rent any. We could just go down the hill on our skis. And, <laughs> um, so, you know, kind of poking fun at that. But um, that's cute. Yeah, I, I would definitely say that that was. Oh, I just thought of another one. Yeah. Um, so when I played basketball, I loved having the long arms because mm-hmm. I didn't even need to really jump to like reach up yeah. for it. It was just like, boom, right there. So. Yeah, it was good. <laughs> boom, right there. I was going to say like whatever height you were lacking from your spine. I know. You made, made, up, up, for you made up for it with your arms. 
it was compensating somehow. Yeah. <laughs> um, awesome. And now a super fun question. We got through all the kind of uh, heavier questions. <laughs> and thank you for, for being vulnerable and being open. Um, yes. So I know it's not always easy. Brenna Brown but- proud. Yes. Brene Brown would be so proud of us right now. <laughs> she should probably invite us up on stage with her someday. I'm oh, just saying. Any day. <laughs> Call me die. up. Yeah. <laughs> um, just some fun questions. Uh, what would you, or what are some, like, three fun facts we may not know about Kayla? Three fun it facts. It could be totally random or weird or whatever. Um... Well, so like I said, I did play basketball. Um, I played a lot of sports growing up, but I did stick with basketball for 10 years. Cool. Um, and, you know, thinking with BLs, you can't really straighten your fingers too well, but hey, I still dribbled and I shot. So, um, oh, awesome. so I would definitely say to any parents that, you know, have kids, they can go all out in sports. So, yeah. My nephew wants to do basketball, the three-year-old nephew. He's, like, dying to do basketball. Oh, my gosh, yes. Yeah, it'll, it's so much fun. So, But so I, um, I did that for 10 years. And then um, other fun facts. Um, I love to cook. I, uh, I have a dream of being on MasterChef one day because I am obsessed yes. with Gordon Ramsay. Seriously, you are my twin. You are my twin. <laughs> I literally like it's love it. Bad. If I wasn't married to Paul, I would be like, I'm going to Gordon because uh, I want him to cook for me every night. <laughs> He's so good. I love Master Chef. Yes, uh, it's one of my favorites. Yeah, so fun. And then, um. I do have a tattoo. Um, I do have, so growing up, we had a golden retriever named Belle. Um, She was like my Velcro dog. Out of everybody else in the family, she was always by me, like at all times. Uh, And like, if I went upstairs, she went upstairs. And so, yeah. but she passed away when I was a freshman in college. And so, Uh. um, that night when she ended up passing away, I ended up putting paint on her paw and then stamped it onto a piece of paper. And mm-hmm. then, because then from there we had to take her to the vet and then they cremated her. But, um, so I took that stamp and actually brought it to the tattoo salon like two weeks later and got the tattoo. I love that. Yeah. So I, I grew up with a golden retriever too. <laughs> Why are we twins? Stop. (laughs) That was our first, well, of my memory, that was the first, like, meaningful family pet. I think we had one before um, him, but I was too little. But Molson was throughout my whole child. His name was Molson. He was there (laughs) through my whole childhood, and he was so protective of all of us girls. And uh, that was a really tough loss when we lost him. Retrievers are so sweet. Oh, yes. I I can't wait for the day that we get a golden in our family. But <gasps> <Yeah. laughs> 
But for now, I do have a Velcro dog named Murphy. So he's... Oh, cute. He's just as good. Cute. Well, thank you again so much for joining me. This was so much fun. Oh, thank you for having me. I felt so honored that you asked me to do this. Yeah, of course. Um, If anyone wants to connect with you further, I mean, I know you don't really have like a business per se or a website or anything, but... um, would you recommend they just search you on YouTube or is there anywhere you want them to follow you on social? Um, yeah, they can certainly, um, I do have my information linked, I believe through YouTube. Um, I think the actual video name is my life with Beale syndrome. Um, but other than that, yeah, yeah, definitely go feel free to look it up. It's again, long winded, just like I am, but, um, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you know, it's it's a really good testimony to living with Beals. And then um, other than that, yeah, I'm definitely on Facebook. That's probably the best way to get a hold of me. And they can search me by Kayla Shabert. So. Okay, perfect. Yeah, I will link up that YouTube video in the show notes so that people can go and check out your story because it's just awesome. Oh, it's wonderful. <laughs> Perfect. Well, I will let you go, but thank you again so, so much. This was so much fun. Oh, yes. Thank you again. (laughs) Thank you so much for listening. If you loved today's episode, please leave me a review on iTunes or screenshot this episode and share it on your social media and tag me at essentially M, essentially E-M-M to let me know your thoughts or send it to a friend who needs to hear this message today and keep the love going. Connect with me on Instagram if we aren't friends on there yet, at EssentiallyM. Thanks again for tuning in, and I'll catch you on the next episode.